I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone, and you're listening to The Catherine Zox Show. And joining me today is PJ Caldas, author of The Girl from Wudang, a novel about artificial intelligence, martial arts, <clears throat> and immortality. For as long as she can remember, Yin Yin heard she was poised to become part of something big. Then it happened. She was invited to join a scientific experiment that would allow her to connect her brain to others and become so powerful she would be unbeatable, Uh, though it would also require her to allow others to have access to family secrets she was sworn to protect. Emmy Award winner, best-selling author, and martial artist P.J. Caldas brings us the sci-fi thriller featuring a strong female protagonist and martial artist who travels from China to the U.S., with the goal of teaching martial arts to women so they can protect themselves from the attacks and abuse of men. It also tells the story of how AI affects her life. PJ Caldas has been named to Adweek's Creative 100, Ad Age's Creativity 50, and to the Forays 100 People Who Make Advertising Great. Welcome to the show, PJ. Nice to have you on today. Nice to be here, Catherine. Thanks. Thank you very much. Let's begin with a title because a novel, uh, The Girl from Wudang, is about artificial intelligence, martial arts, and immortality. I, you know, at first I'm looking at the title, I'm thinking, well, how does this all fit together? Can we start with that? Because uh, <laughs> they don't. Yeah, yeah, this is, yeah. yeah go, go ahead. No, and that's my question. Yeah, yeah so this is, this is the, uh, the, the funny thing. So I've been doing all these things my personally all my life. I have always. Uh, written. I, I, kind of as a kid, I was always in a corner drawing or writing or programming my computers or um, fighting. And so those were the things that, that I always liked to do. And I, I treated them as completely separate uh, expressions of my creativity. And then suddenly they, you know, a story happened in my head. of like, I can connect those things because, um, and, and, and I started to write it, but the impulse came from the, the, the thought that, you know, when, you know, old Kung Fu movies, you hear these stories about how old masters uh, from the past, they, they created styles of fighting based on the tigers, on the cranes, on the monkeys. And I always, I, as a kid, I was always kind of watching ants and, and bees. And thought, like, oh, it's fascinating how they, they are individual um, creatures, but they all operate as one big colony and, and they fight together. But what would be a Kung Fu made, uh, a Kung Fu style inspired by ants and bees? But that was a, a, a silly question that I, I always had in my life since I was a kid and never thought that was going to be answered. Then one day I started to read about these brain implants that have been studied since the 70s and, and some studies and some some designs to theoretical designs have been that being played with by scientists that would connect brains through nanotechnology. Then it's like, oh, this is really crazy. That allows me to 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 create a kung fu style that is based on on, on ants and bees. Like, this is I, this is a story that I always wanted to 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 watch or read and then because that story doesn't exist I'm gonna write it. And the artificial intelligence came to it because I needed a, a reason for these brain connections to happen, to exist. And, um, and it's actually something that is happening right now. So, you know, as artificial intelligence develops and is developing very quickly, these virtual brain that we are seeing, we are seeing develop around us, they, it, it can, it's highly scalable. It can get smarter and smarter and smarter 
because it's getting it's, it's including more chips. There's there there are experiments and there are, there are sciences saying that we are about to have the first AI that is smarter than a human being uh, anytime soon. It could it could happen any day, and and the the their their advantage the the AI advantage against us is their brain is scalable. Ours isn't. is limited by our skull unless we can connect our brains. The problem is when we connect our brains, we become less. We, we we lose some of our individuality at some point. We don't know because we don't have that experience, but that is the conundrum that the, 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 the story starts from. It's like, all right, what, what is the right thing to do here as human beings and the society? Lose the individuality, but fight this enemy or let the enemy grow. Is that an enemy at all? We just don't know. We are walking into, we're stepping into a world that has two big technology um, advancements that is are going to change everything, and we have no idea what kind of world this is going to be. I feel like the that that um, caveman that finally realized that I can carry uh, fire in the end of a stick, and I don't know that the 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 fire is going to eat the entire stick. I don't know that I can cook my fish with that. I don't know that I can melt rocks with it and build cages on top of cages and build the biggest tribes I've ever imagined. I have no clue what's going to happen. We don't have a clue what's going to happen when those two technologies um, mature, but we still have to make decisions about them right now during the next 10 years. Well, isn't that that the scary scary part if you're talking about? Well, you're talking about if we don't really know, we don't understand it, and most people don't even pay, I don't think, pay attention to it, really. Uh, And so it kind of evolves with the scientists. You've said it can be, I guess you're saying that now, on the macro level, it can be very dangerous, um, but it's not necessarily bad. Uh, We have to be aware and attentive. But the other thing you say, and I wanted to comment on this, technology is which I, I guess really comes out in your book as well, but it can improve the creative process because people, one of the things people talk about in terms of AI, that it's going to ruin the creative process. We're just going to let AI take over, write books, do it, you know, and, you know, paint, do photographs and paint uh, pictures, et cetera. But that's not necessarily true. It can be used in improving the creative process. So how does it, or how do you think it will do that or is doing it? I'm I'm trying to keep my mind open both ways. I if you in the 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 on the dangerous side of of this, you know, if you go talk to anyone working on on with AI in the Bay Area, you talk to them, they they have this thing that they call the P doom, like potential of doom of their technology. So it's like, what is the chances that this can cause a catastrophic catastrophic event? You know, for me, any any chance is too much. If you told that, oh, your next show. Uh, can cause uh, has a five percent chance of causing a war. You're not going to run that show, right? You're going to keep it, but it's not that simple because it has forty percent chance of curing cancer. The same technology. If all right, then then I'm now I have to make a decision. I think that AI and these technologies, both the brain implants and the AI, they have potential to to take us leaps ahead in both the the good and the badness of of human nature and society and, and lots of things. It can cure cancer. It can solve climate crises, and, but it can also cause catastrophic events. And that's the decision. In the creative level, that's the kind of the same situation that we're having here. The creative minds are going to have to, to 
watch and see what's going to happen here. We may, some people may lose their jobs. Some people may um, have to reinvent themselves. But is that going to be good or bad? I don't know. No one actually knows. And anyone that says, I know exactly what it is, it's just not, has not experimented with that enough. The truth is, you cannot really get a sense of what's happening just by reading about it and hearing about it and having conversation. You have to use it to have a glimpse of what that future may be. And then you have a sense of, of the possibilities. But even then, it's just still a wild guess. When you say we have to use it, are you talking about we, us, the general public, me, or yes. are we talking yes. about scientists? Everyone. everyone. So everyone. I think that if you want to have perspective, I mean, if you if you don't have, want to have perspective and just have let the, the the universe play its role, it's fine. Just sit there and and watch. And I'm not. I wouldn't. I will not judge you because it may not having a glimpse of what's going to happen may not change anything for you. It just cause anxiety. But if you want to develop a, a, a perspective, what I'm saying is that you cannot just go there and study. You have to experience it. I, I was having a conversation with, um, with, with uh, a reporter from the New York Times kind of a, a few months ago, and he was telling me, for as much as I studied that, once I actually had started to have experiences with it, I, that's when I started to really understand. But then the problem was I wrote about it, and I could never – express the experience because people had to go there and, and do that again so they're, and, and experience themselves to in order to know. So, so how do we do that? To, to, I mean, most of us with, can't write a novel. We don't, and you're <laughs> award-winning yeah, advertising agency. Like we don't have all of the, yeah. So let's just take the average yeah. of the regular person. So what do we do? How do we do it? We do have to experience yeah. it. I agree with you. Yeah, the, I think that the, the simplest forms, they're coming, coming and they're getting more and more accessible are things like ChatGPT or visual tools like Dali and MidJourney. Now, Adobe is bringing more tools for Photoshop for the designers. And, and those things are going to start to become less of their own thing and become part of something else. I mean, we tend to think treat AI as this very complicated thing, but AI, when it's at its best, you don't even notice that it's there. If you're if you're using a headphone and the headphone clears the sound of a, of the music on the ba- in the background for you, which most headphones do now, that's artificial intelligence. If you're in a in a video conference at your job, ca- talking to someone over video on for your job, and and uh, a vacuum cleaner kind of burst behind you and the person in front of you does not even realize that there's a vacuum cleaner. There's artificial intelligence working there. There's artificial intelligence. Everything that has a, a, a chip, a computer on it, is going to have artificial intelligence features. We can be aware of it and start to pay attention to what's happening and to how much, how smarter things are getting without us even re- paying attention to it. And that's part of what's going to start to 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 happen for us. And being being aware of it is a good starting point. Okay, be aware. So artificial intelligence, as you say, is really already integrated into our daily lives, but now we have to pay attention yeah. to it. What does that? Yeah, is that going to what a, like create a, a a gulf or a chasm between the haves and the haves not? I mean, the people who have a computer, the people who use you know have ability to buy technology, and then those who don't. Uh, yeah, how I, to, yeah, yeah that, that is my biggest concern, honestly, more, more, more than, than the, the machines are going to take over the world, they're going to enslave us, 
my real as an individual as a person i'm more concerned with with how we are going to to use this technology to create uh, more differences or to build to to build bridges uh, on those differences i think that we have a historical opportunity because it is going to be such a think of every industry and every job in the world is going to be different in a few years because of all the new tools that are going to come up, which is incredible. It's an, it's an incredible opportunity for us to let the newcomers to be much closer to the most experienced uh, barons of, of any industry. From a societal standpoint, that's an incredible opportunity to, to have less differences, to bring people that have been excluded from the economy, from society, from power and let them then and build a much more equalitarian society. But it also creates an opportunity for people who have access to this technology to protect it. Like this is going to be for me only and you're not going to have access to it. Because it's not just a matter of, of having the computer and being able to afford the software. Is the education, is the access to the information, the idea that that is a good investment of time. So I'm I've been actually spending a lot of my time telling you guys, you're hearing about this. Yes, you have to worry about the bad times, but you also need to to invest your time to understand what that can be for you. Um, that could be how it can impact your life and change your life because that could be a tool to to get help you step up. And every, it could be a historical opportunity for us to take a big leap forward or a big leap backwards in terms of equality, I'm 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 watching that very closely, and I'm I'm an optimist, so I think it's going to work better. But I I don't discard the the, the possibility of these making things worse. Yeah, well, I'm thinking of both. You say you know we have to be aware of it and educate people, so we really have to start in our educational system, right? I mean, right from the very beginning, whether it's in elementary school, yeah. middle schools, high schools. And uh, and obviously uh, colleges and stuff, but um, so that's critical. But what ab- what about warfare? Um, this is kind of the pessimistic side yeah, of the. That, well, yeah, yeah, that is that is that is a a a, a very uh, horrible part. And you know, we are we are a world we are part of a world that is constant state of war, and and that is that makes those differences really big. And those and and in terms of war, there's no leap forward. If you're creating more equality or, or more uh, distance, war is war and is bad and, and period. But I, I, you know, one of the, the the main guys at Google, I read, I kind of watched an interview with him. Kind of, he left Google because of these concerns of of the impact of of what this technology could do. But and then he moved to and, be, and before that, he moved to Canada because he didn't want to be forced to work with the, with any war related machines any any war related institutions and he was telling a story that there was a one of the things that he saw people working on in his conversations were what they called self-healing uh, landmines and he thought oh healing landmines oh that's that's interesting maybe there's a way to use the technology to heal people I said, no 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 that's not what it is this is uh, you put a, a, a landmine field and one explodes the other ones find a way to heal the network so we can still cover the entire ground it's really messed up, you know? Yeah. So we need to be, as a society, we need to push to say, yeah, okay, this is happening. Let's make sure that this is happening for good, not for bad, not to destroy us. 
the potential, destructive potential of, of AI may not be on the AI itself, may be on how we dumb humans use it. Well, how we dumb humans use it, if we can take a look about how we dumb humans or what we're doing right now, let's just take our own political system. I mean, you're talking about, uh, you know, two parties that can't, the, the, you know, Republicans and the Democrats and the fighting and the, you know, the. It, so how do these people who supposedly are uh, the people who are governing our country, how are these people going to use it? It's, I mean, these are the these are our politicians. Yeah, and and uh, <laughs> I think that I don't know if it's thankfully or if it, it just makes it even worse that they're going to have the technology is evolving much faster than their ability to to legislate about it to understand what it's impacted. The truth of the matter is that even the creators behind these technologies don't know exactly how this is working and what the possibilities are, which is the scary and, and intriguing part of this. It's like going back to the, the caveman. The caveman couldn't tell. He couldn't legislate about about creating weapons made of metal because he didn't even know that that fire would would melt the rocks that he was holding he was holding on his hand. So it's hard to to foresee I think the best thing we can do right now is keep our minds open for the good and the bad and keep the discussion going and pay attention to it. We cannot we cannot afford to let that be something that that the geeks in the in the lab somewhere are going to be doing and discussing and we have we think that there's we have no it's going to have no implication in our life. It will have it will impact everyone's lives maybe for the good, maybe for the bad, but we need to put pressure, we need to ask about it, we need to be informed, and we need to think about that in, in years ahead. And, and, you know, my one of my, the, the goals of my story is kind of multiple uh, things. One of them was to, to see if people could pay attention to it in, with a more open mind, but, you know, it optimistic and pessimistic perspective at the same time. And this can go right or wrong, and, and I'm watching. You're watching. Okay, you're watching. You're writing. You're also, as I said in the beginning, an Emmy award-winning. You have an Emmy award-winning advertising agency. Yeah. So, how does your age and in New York City and San Francisco? How does this fit yeah. into the watching and waiting and having some impact on what we've been talking about in a positive way with AI? Yeah. So, I I I started to study AI for because of the book, but I quickly realized that that it was going to change every business, including mine. So we started to play earlier than than most. Started to play with what what is impact on the creative process with, with this and everything. And we having we having having a lot of fun with it as well. We know that it's going to change, but I can tell, for example, that the a uh, uh, an art director or designer with 10 years of experience and a designer that has one year of experience, they have never been closer in terms of what they can produce in, in my entire life. I've never seen the kind of a small, smaller gap, which is frightening for the one that is, has 10 years of experience, but it's incredible for the one that has one year of experience. So that's why I feel like it's, it's, I, I actually saw in front of me the possibilities, the, the good possibilities of, of this technology that is creating more equality because I can see if I hire people from from groups that are not traditionally represented, well represented in my industry, in, in the advertising industry, for example, and it's like I'm going to bring more black people, I'm going to be more more immigrants, I'm going to bring people with with 
different um, brain structures, and I'm going to have them use those tools to 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 level up because everyone is learning. It is a chance for them to speed up and and be in control faster. We can revolutionize the makeup of our leadership in every industry, including including the ad business. And I think this is this is was a a an enlightening moment that I only had a chance to really see it and really feel it in my guts because we were experimenting with it. You know, and I could see it happening in front of my eyes. Like, oh, this is bigger, and I could have, I couldn't have anticipated that, but by just by hearing someone talk about it or by reading about it, I saw it happening. And so, so you're it, talking about disenfranchised, disenfranchised people who are going to have the opportunity to not have to work the ten, the twenty years in order to be have the same experience as the guy who's been doing it for 20 years. Uh, that, that, I mean, that sounds great. I, I you know, I'm thinking yeah, about it's, yeah, it's sort it's of like China, China sort of skipped the, uh, as well. yeah, well, I, I was thinking when I was in China, it's, uh, you know, they don't, there are no tele, they didn't have telephones, no telephone poles, no, uh, you know, they just skipped right into cell phones. So they didn't yeah. have, go, right. It's the same kind of, I think it's the same premise, isn't it? The same principle. Exactly. And it's a way yeah. to, it's a way to skip a whole generational in a, uh, set of inequalities and go start because when there's a, that those big technological resets, everyone is at the ground level again. You know, yeah. it's like I I have thirty years of experience in advertising, and a person that has that in my interns have two months in the business. We are, have never been that as close in terms of knowledge and, and understanding how things could be done. Of course, I, have, I know things that they don't, and I can actually use that to guide them to, be, to, get, to, to, to reach a leadership position much faster. I had the opportunity. I, I got into the advertising business right at the cusp when the, the Internet was, being, was born. Right, and because yeah. of that, I had a chance to accelerate my career and become a creative director much faster than anyone that came before me. Right? If you, if we use that as a as a society to take the disenfranchised and like let's invest on them and give them the to- these tools so they can speed up in few in a few years, we're going to have a much more diverse leadership in everywhere, and that's that's revolutionary from for the world from a societal societal standpoint and i think that, that is the the opportunity the historical opportunity that i talk about if we miss that we are a group of of dumb we are we become <laughs> we are just signing on that yeah we are dumb we are missing this opportunity that we 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 are just doing that again and i hope that we don't what I, you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking about people who have spent the 10, 20 years in one industry, let's say, and they've worked their way up. If they can, and people are living longer, it will give older people the opportunity, okay, I've done that, and to go into an entirely different field because they can take advantage of the AI, of AI in the same way that you're talking about uh, disenfranchised people. So you have a, yeah, because yeah, the aging population is an issue. And this is one way, to, I think, to help mitigate some of those those problems in, in the same way. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I don't want to make it feel like, oh, this is the the chance for the young to take to to <laughs> overtake the old. No, so the the old is they're disenfranchised as well. They're looking for opportunities. What is their next step? The next thing, or can I find the energy to stay on the the career that I'm still that I've been doing for forever. But you have to, as long as you keep an open mind and use these tools, it's great. I've seen 
um, illustrators that are now doing animation for their things. I've seen animators who are producing entire films for themselves because they're using AI to create music and create edit stuff that they didn't know how to do. It's, things are, it, it, everyone is getting improved skills or attack, being able to, to attach new skills to their, their, their natural skills. And that, that allows everyone to transform who, who they are and who they can be. You know, in the book, it's, it's a radical situation that I, pro, that I brought that is like, okay, what happens if fighting skills get transformed by, by these technologies? But this is just a radical uh, expression that helps us think about what the, in the day by day, that could be what is the equivalent of that for in my real life here as a designer, as a journalist, as a doctor, as a, um, you know, as any, any profession that you, you may, you may have so like I, I do this, and now I can attach more skills. The problem is that someone that is that is on the more higher educated, more power situation needs to see this and needs to connect the dots. If like I'm going to bring maybe some people below me, maybe some people ahead of me, maybe some people around me, they could use those skills, they could use these technologies, and they are not they are doing that because they're not aware. I can be the conduit that, that will bring that to them. And I think that that's a, an important role for all of us that have access to those technologies to, 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 to start to, to reframe who we are and our, uh, the, what we can do for the world right now. If we can be the ones bringing, connecting these new technologies, these very exclusive technologies to the masses and help people – have access to it, it's, it's great. I'll give you like a real, real life we example. Have, well, PJ, we have yeah, two minutes left. So you, we need to, I, I just want to, I, we could go on and on, but I just want to make sure that everybody, first of all, has the title of the book again, and that I've been talking to PJ Caldas, who is the author of The Girl from Mudang, a novel about artificial intelligence, martial arts, and immortality. And so if we want to continue with this, tell us a website or websites we can go to to read more about what you're doing and also to, to I'm sure we can buy the book anywhere yeah, thank, online. Thank yeah. Yeah. These, these conversations are way too too much fun and, and yeah. intriguing to, to stop. So the, the name of the book is The Girl from Wudan. You can find a lot of information about the technology, the ideas, all these discussions we're having here on pjcaldas.com. Caldas is C A L. D-A-S, pjcaldas.com. You can have all the information there. You can see where you can find the book. You can, you can read about the, the, the technology, the musings, and the people, the real scientists discussing these things and, and the implication of that. And, and I'm super active on social media as well. If anyone wants to continue these conversations, just reach me. Just find me at PJ Caldas on, on Instagram, on Facebook, on, on TikTok, and and. And I'm there and I'm always kind of open to, to have a conversation because I think that the, the conversation is the most important part of this transition. Great. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Fascinating. Uh, really good luck with the book. And we'll can, we, maybe we can continue this conversation at another time. Thank you. Let's do it. Thank you very much. Yeah. I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone. And you've been listening to The Catherine Zox Show. Mm-hmm. 